the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. How do you distinguish between a good and a bad pastor? In other words, what qualities and characteristics should a church look for in a good pastor and what things should be avoided? In a 2017 article from the Huff Post, Kelly Battles answers these questions by saying that good pastors are characterized by the following attributes and features. Here they are. She says this, that a good pastor has an open mind. She goes on to say that a good pastor is more spiritual than traditionally religious. A good pastor writes sermons that are relatable, current, practical, and that can help you walk out of the church with the tools and motivation to lead a better life. She also goes on to say that a good pastor integrates a heavy dose of humor and the arts, as well as prayer and the Bible, into the lessons of the church. She says a good pastor makes everyone that they meet feel like they are family. A good pastor finally has a healthy appreciation for pet participation, children squirming in the pews, and people in bike shorts and sports uniforms, all regular occurrences in the church life of her local church. Ms. Battles goes on to say that in selecting a good pastor, that the most important thing is to identify those traits and characteristics and experiences that best fit with the church's plans, visions, and priorities, and then to match the two up. Now, is Kelly Battles correct? Has she described what makes a good pastor in our modern day and age? Unfortunately, she has not, my friends. She has not described what makes a good pastor in our modern day and age, but instead, she has described merely what many churches want. Yes, I repeat, what many churches want in a pastor in our modern day and age. And what churches want in a pastor is often very, very different than what churches actually need. That is to say, what churches often want in a pastor is at odds with what the Lord calls a pastor to be and to do. 
So dear friends, to identify a good pastor, we must not consult and survey the wishes and opinions of mankind. Yes, to distinguish between good and bad shepherds, we must not appeal to the feelings and wishes of mankind, but we must hear what the Lord says about this subject. In our readings from Ezekiel and the Gospel of John, we hear about the differences between good shepherds and bad shepherds, good pastors and bad pastors. We can also look out throughout the rest of the Bible as well to hear about the criteria of what makes a good pastor good. And what we hear is that we can distinguish between a good pastor from a bad pastor not by how much humor he has in a sermon or how much he makes a person feel like family, but rather upon the pastor's doctrine and life. Yes, upon the doctrine and life of the pastor. Yes, the criteria that the Bible lays forth in identifying the differences between a good pastor and a bad pastor is what the pastor teaches and how the pastor lives. Now, regarding doctrine, a good pastor preaches and teaches the Bible. Yes, the pastor, a good pastor, preaches the Bible to the flock, not his own opinions. In fact, the majority of the time of the pastor is to be preaching and teaching the Holy Scriptures to his flock. He is to be applying law and gospel. Law to confront the sins of his flock and gospel to absolve those very same sins from the pulpit, from the bedside, behind the desk, and on the street. The pastor's call to proclaim God's law unto repentance and God's gospel unto faith. The pastor is not captive to the desires and the wants and the rules of the congregation, but a good pastor is captive to the word of God and the word of God alone. Now, bad shepherds, Yes, bad shepherds, on the other hand, they may well preach and teach with a friendly smile, but will consistently remove that sting of the law that reveals sin and then condition the gospel that reveals Jesus. Yes, they will tickle the ears of the congregation by downplaying the seriousness of God's law, and they will actually undercut the single-handed sufficiency of the gospel. By doing this, Nobody will feel bad in the church because nobody will be confronted by a stern law. No sin will be revealed. And everyone will be able to have a place in accomplishing their own salvation because the gospel will no longer be dependent upon Jesus alone, but upon the willpower of the parishioner. As a result, sin is allowed to run rampant in the church. Jesus is actually pushed off to the side and a one-way ticket to hell is handed out. Furthermore, bad shepherds will slobber a bunch of man-made doctrines all over God's word, covering God's word with meaningless babble. Yes, bad shepherds will say a lot, but when closely examined, their chatter is empty. Their mouths are full of a bunch of empty words and sounds that have the appearance of knowledge but in reality contradict the Bible. Dear friends, doctrine is one of the things that distinguishes good and bad pastors. 
A good shepherd is faithful to the word of God in season and out of season, telling the church what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Bad shepherds, however, will tickle the ears of the congregation, telling them not what they need to hear, but what they want to hear. Good and bad shepherds are also distinguished by their life. A good shepherd lives according to God's word and demonstrates his doctrine with good example in his life. This is not a life of perfection, for no man is perfect except Jesus Christ and him alone. But instead, this is a life of upholding what is good and right and true according to God's word. It is a life of aspiring to want to do better and confessing sin when failures arise. A good pastor neither conceals sin nor celebrates sin, but is quick to apologize to his flock and others when he errs and depends solely on Jesus for his identity, forgiveness, and life. Bad shepherds, though, they live contrary to God's word in their life when they conceal sin or celebrate sin. Bad shepherds also make many rules for their church that are not in the Bible, and they keep few of those rules themselves. To make things worse, bad shepherds run at the first sign of danger from wolves, and furthermore, they do not strengthen the weak, they do not heal the sick, they do not bind up the injured by the word and sacraments because they have not only forsaken the word and sacraments, but are also too fat and lazy in spiritual apathy, only serving their own agendas and their own appetites. Indeed, doctrine... Yes, doctrine and life are that which help us to distinguish between good and bad pastors. But why, my friends, are doctrine and life of a pastor so important? Why this criteria being used of doctrine and life? You see, it's quite simple. You see, if the church were a social club and Jesus was its group leader, then good and bad pastors would be judged upon their personalities, popularity, and relatability, not doctrine and life. If the church were a business, and if Jesus were the CEO of the business, then good and bad pastors would be judged upon business principles and financial ratios, not doctrine and not life. If the church were a social justice organization and Jesus was its social justice leader, then good and bad pastors would be judged upon their community campaigning abilities, not doctrine and not life. But the church, my friends, yes, the church is none of these things, and Jesus is none of these things as well. Instead, the church is often referred to in the Bible as a flock. Yes, a flock of sheep. And pastors are called to be shepherds of the flock. In fact, the word pastor, yes, that very word pastor is from the Latin word that means shepherd. Yes, pastor means shepherd. So if the church is like a flock and pastors are like shepherds, what does this mean about Jesus? It means that Jesus is the chief shepherd. 
Jesus is the good, the ultimate good shepherd. He is the good shepherd that laid down his life for the sheep. Jesus is that chief shepherd of our souls by whose blood we are purchased and redeemed. And as our chief shepherd, Jesus places pastors into his churches to feed and preach the gospel to his sheep according to his example and according to his word. Simply stated, good pastors are those who live by faith in Jesus and teach according to Jesus. Bad pastors disregard Jesus' example and Jesus' doctrine. That is why a pastor is judged upon doctrine and life. Is the pastor speaking the doctrines of Jesus? Is the pastor living by faith in Jesus? Or is the pastor peddling something else? Dear baptized saints, yes, Zion Lutheran, dear baptized saints, every single one of you, If your pastor ever strays from the chief shepherd, or if your ears are ever tickled away to bad pastors, beware. Yes, beware. Whoever strays from the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, does not, I repeat, does not have peace and safety, but will have to contend with the wolves that devour souls. You, though, Yes, you, you are sheep. You hear and follow the shepherd's voice. Together, you and I know that we cannot help ourselves. We cannot. As a pastor and as sheep, together, we know that we cannot help ourselves, but we depend on Jesus' protection. We depend upon his help. We depend upon his word and sacraments. So, dear baptized saints, When I step into this pulpit, when I wear this clergy alb, and when I place that stole around my neck, may I ever be faithful. Faithful in doctrine and life to proclaim and give to you Jesus' word. Not my word, not my opinions, not my endeavors, but Jesus' word for you. May I be faithful to proclaim to you Jesus and Jesus Christ dying for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And you, as sheep, when you have marital struggles, when you have a new job, when you have a failed pregnancy, a death of a spouse, and whatever this life brings, may you always have an open ear to hear about Jesus and him dying for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. You see, my friends, no matter the circumstance, pastor and congregation must speak. Yes, they must speak, and they must hear, and they must trust in the message of Jesus, that message of him dying for them. No matter the situation, the message of Jesus, his word and sacraments must never be compromised. Because Jesus is the guardian of our souls. He is the rescuer of us in death. He is the hope of our everlasting life. And he is our good shepherd, the chief shepherd, today, tomorrow, and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, our chief and good shepherd. 
Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.